Well, they blew up all the chickens in Bonanza last night. Now they burned down the jobs board, too. Down at the showdown, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them merchant boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from CBS. And Jonathan Karsh can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble by the microwave. And the town council's hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Well, now everyone cries, baby, that's a fact. But everyone that cries chugs their root beer back. Put your gold star on, put your bandana pretty. And meet me at Kid Nation in Bonanza City. Welcome back to Kid Nation Nation. One Kid Nation Nation under Karsh. Under Karsh. <laughs> With liberty and justice for nobody, because uh, this episode is pure anarchy. Yeah, nobody gets any justice in Kid Nation. It's, like, like I said last last episode, I've started watching Deadwood, and the parallels are clear. There's no justice in either of these towns. No, nothing's fair. The world is horrible, and um, Bonanza City's no different than the rest of the world. And I think it's, it is interesting to see now that they've been deeper into their own version of quarantine, their own version of building society, how in the beginning it was like, wow, this is really fun and new and, and light and bright, and now it's just like a destruction of spirit. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> this episode made me cringe, and it made me very uncomfortable watching it all. And by the end, it was clear. This is easily my least favorite episode of the series. Yeah, it's not a good, it's not a good app. I mean, it, you should, it's super dark. It's really dark. It's And I don't think any episode's skippable because just there's so few, and there's only one season, and you want to get the full spectrum. But I think, yeah, this wasn't like a feel-good episode by any means, but it's also fun to have some of that kind of... I like a cringe. I love a Reddit cringe. I love like a... Uh, but this was like bad feeling, but I think it was like a necessary bad feeling because I think things are going to get more buoyant and lighter in the Bonanza soon. Oh I, I can, I, one can only help. I, I need some light because this... So this episode is so a... It was so a dot, dot, dot. It's a, yeah. This is episode 10, Let Me Talk, which Let continues talk. the cliffhanger ending of episode 9 where we see that all... And if you can hear those scratches in the background, our cat is starting to go <laughs> buck wild on us. She's fucking post. pissed. Right Anyways, now. In, in, in episode nine, um, Karsh is like, we're having new elections. Yeah, because they realize that they don't have to only do it one time. They're like, oh, the priests are like, we can like have a election one week after the election we've already had. Cool. Or maybe yeah. like two weeks. These are the midterms. Yeah. But also all the kids in the last episode, except for literally Blaine, who won the gold star, raise their hand saying, we are not happy with the town council. We want town we want new town council. So it's it's a TB continued. We're back to the meeting. We're starting with the town council, which is I think again the whole vibe of the episode is very different than any other episode because we're just we're still at the yeah. beginning. And I think they could have just finished that in the previous episode. I don't know why we. It throws me off. It didn't need to be a cliffhanger. We could have just worked that into the town council that we switched government, and now in the next episode we're going to see the ramifications of that. Maybe they just didn't have enough footage to make this episode really full because it wasn't just my least favorite episode because it was dark but also i feel like not much happened besides like bullying but of the kind that of the kind that we see now where like internet message board rhetoric has become like a political become political views basically we didn't get much we didn't get much c story in this episode i feel like in every other episode there's like 
the main theme of like what's happening in terms of the journal and then there's the challenge and then there's usually something fun or silly like the talent show or like some kind of bonding or making fruit salad or like there's something Kentucky dinner Kentucky dinners there's something that's usually like holding the it's more like lighthearted sea story that happens sometimes yeah no go ahead oh that was I mean there's just usually like something more fun happening as the undercurrent of the show well sometimes the sea story yeah it, it will just be like a kid we've never met or a kid we've barely seen who is like going to be a gold star right. nominee. Right. But as we'll get to the very end, like the gold star even comes out of nowhere. Like there's no I know. point to the gold star winner. It, it was a touch. Ra- yeah. It was a touch rando. So it starts with the council where we left off and Karsh is like, okay, cool. Well, it's a new episode and time to like defend why you want to be on the town council or not. So Zach's first and Zach has really lost his spirit in the town. He's just, He's yeah. not the same Zach we met in the beginning. He's making fun of crying little girls. He's it's, it's like, like when you see that picture of Obama eight years later. Like, Zach's already the eight years later. <laughs> yeah, Zach like, has been drone striking the fuck out of, like, <laughs> Afghan weddings and <laughs> just outside Bonanza City. And we're like, oh, maybe he's, like, not yeah. the perfect we, Yeah, weirdly, like, Zach's actually deported more people than Greg. And, <laughs> yeah. he, and, it'd be sh- and you get, like, shocked to find that out. But it's, like, a strange truth that you just have to reckon with. Yeah. Although he still wants to hold on to his power because... In, in the cliffhanger episode nine, the last shot was Blaine saying, hey, I'm going to run against Zach. And he goes, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, because really he knows Blaine's obviously, you know, the hot guy yeah, in town. Look at that hair. Um, so Zach just says a pretty lame speech because Zach gives good speeches, but he's he's zapped. So he's just like, look, I'm fine. Like, yeah. is it that bad? Like, I'm OK. Very honestly, very true to pol- politician power. Come in hot. Get him motivated. Oh, and yeah. you're like, dude. I'm not that bad. He's he's a lame duck, except he was running for another term. Right. <laughs> um, and then Blaine is just like, hey, I'll get y'all working. That's like Blaine's counter speech. It's yeah. just like, I'll get you working, which is true. Blaine has got them, the yellow team, working way harder than they ever have before. So, you know, Blaine. Blaine's like, I'll make a poster of myself and give it out to all the, the girls of Bonanza City to put on their <laughs> shacks. Uh, Guylin is just like, get me the fuck out of here. Guys, please vote me off. Guyland's like I'm not running so DK runs unopposed DK runs unopposed Guyland was really cute he kind of floppy he does this floppy kid thing that only kids can do where they kind of flop their arms back and forth he's like get me out of here like I'm done he's like please vote me off and yeah. they're like okay now, now, now I like him again now that he has no responsibility I'm like great he, he needed to turn the power away from Mike you know yeah. Voldemort over here but Guyland wasn't like the forever leader that that was supposed to be. Also, I forgot if we mentioned this, but I think after we watched or after we recorded, we were like, oh, wait a second. Guylin rescued DK when he wanted to leave without getting his gold star. Yeah. So and this is a nice little they gesture. Have, they have a cute, like, red team bond. Guylin and DK are, like, friends. Like, they're running against each other. Didn't I mean, it wasn't even a competition because Guylin dropped, but it was probably going to be, like, a friendly vote no matter what. Because mm-hmm. that's just... Guylin's, like... Guys, we're on TV show. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like, I think yeah. Guylin knows a little bit more. Like, it's not Guy- a huge deal. I mean, I want to smoke weed with Guylin so bad. Uh, Guylin, I wonder what he's doing. We're going to find out so much soon. Well, we might find out. Um, Laurel gives a very just middle-of-the-road speech, because Laurel's also been a little hot, hungry for the power. Yeah, her last episode was not... Wasn't looking good. I, I think these kids are a little comfortable in their seat. Running against her is Michael, dreamy-haired yeah. Muppet. And Michael's he just, thought. He just gives, like, a good, like likable hey maybe it's just trying to time to try something new just to look a little heartfelt speech michael looks like 
one third of the kids at my local JCC growing up. You know, Kurt Cobain was a household name in the in the thought <laughs> in the thought in household the thought community. In the thought community, Anjay's like, "Give me a second chance, please," and does a sad speech, which Anjay is like, "It's not going to happen." Even though I know he's running against Greg, and Greg is kind of a flight risk, um, but Greg gives a great speech. He goes up, he's like, "I know all of you are looking at me right now. Please don't get Greg on council. Please don't get Greg on council." You know, I may have a bad past, but maybe this is my chance to show that I'm not such a bad guy. Vote for me. We will mince these words not too long after. <laughs> like <laughs> These words are minced. About four minutes, whole four whole minutes later in the episode. Um, so then we start to vote and we do have some numbers here because the numbers are really telling about like what the vibe is in terms of the vote off. Um, so for the green team, Michael won six to three Mm -hmm. so that means you know it's not not a there's a few people still for laurel including herself laura had some holdouts greg wins the blue vote seven to two that's sad which is pretty yeah which means that the only people who voted were anjay and as we find out uh alex Alex, i know poor sweet little alex is like well well alex is smart because he knows he's like greg ain't changing greg's not gonna be a great leader greg's a bad example i know but greg gives him so many piggyback rides it's if someone were to give you that many piggyback rides over the course of 28 days then be chief piggyback ride officer not town council town 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 council that's a bribe i would have taken um yeah so alex we get the vibe from his little interview that he definitely voted for anjay um and you know with blaine and greg the big boys are in the office sophia is not happy sophia is clearly disappointed in that these really i mean they have have, mainly blaine has been fine but greg has shown some really rough spots throughout the the whole show so it is a risk we all know this is a risk and while when greg is good he's good he's he's like a classic alcoholic ex-boyfriend when he's good he's good and when he's bad he's dangerous Mm -hmm. like it's just you don't it's you don't want to fuck with that um, was it? Sophia, I think said this is like a presidential election with no background checks, and it's like, oh, if only oh, people knew. No, just, just, just wait. Just you, wait. You thought Bush versus Kerry was bad? Yeah. Also, Sophia, interestingly enough, never runs for town council, even though Which she's like the most mature person in the entire. City. Yeah, I mean, I think Sophia is smart enough to know to not put herself in the hot seat in a way. Well, well it's kind of like the old saying, like you have to be kind of crazy to run for president. Right. Like you can do a lot more, I think as like a kind of like spokesperson lobbyist, if you will, for the people or just a plain lobbyist or just a plain lobbyist. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think I I agree. Like, I think Sophia would have been a great town council member, but I just don't think she, I think she knows that it fucking sucks. And also now it's like all dudes, which is kind of, yeah, I know the glass ceiling was broken in Bonanza city way before. (laughs) Um, So we have this, you know, meeting, uh, and that's it. I mean, Red went, you know, they didn't have to vote. DK is just in because Guylin quit. Yep. Um, we get a little side memo of Zach missing his parents. So he's like kind of mm. crying there. Not really much. You know, it's like whatever. Every kid's missing their parents. Not like a huge deal. Yeah, um, the council boys, though, do show promise at first. So the new town council, DK and Red, Greg Blue, Blaine on yellow and Michael on green. They meet up and they're like, okay, maybe we should do something to like establish communication because people are upset here in Bonanza City. So let's take a step and do like a game tomorrow to like help build, you know, communication. I did this in Boy Scouts or they did it somewhere in school or something. And it seemed promising. I was like, oh, look, they're really taking a a progressive stance to make new changes and to bond everybody together. And we find out real soon that 
good in theory, horrible in practice. I think that's the whole town. That's like every town council member. Like, good idea. Yeah, you guys but, did it horribly. But this one had way more fascist undertones. Yeah. Be- because what the town hall meeting is basically, so it's day 29 it's day or 20, It's day 29. And Greg goes up in front and is just like, all right, everyone's going to stand up and say their age, what town they're from, and uh, one thing about themselves, even though it's day fucking 30, he's doing icebreakers. Yeah. But, but the, key, the key thing is, he says, Anyone that talks during this, giggles, anything, we have to start all over from the very beginning. Yeah, so you have to go sort of, each person goes up, and no one can speak or giggle or do any of that stuff, or you have to start all over. Again, good in theory, for like maybe kindergartners on a first day, I think this would have been a way more effective meeting if maybe they did. Okay, everyone's going to come up one by one, say your name and something that you'd like to see improved about the town. Not like I like penguins or like I'm from Washington, D.C. Yeah, we were like, I miss my mom. It's like, again, like <laughs> Zach, who cares? Yeah. We get it. So that money. starts also like a little bit before this meeting, we do get a little teaser of Laurel being kind of pissed about being out of power too. So that's going to come up a bit more. But she's like, I yeah. can't believe it. I'm really out of power. I'm out of power. <laughs> I'm not town council. Um, but, but, at, but at the same time, Guylan and Anjay are just like, oh, wait, this is this fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> Anjay realizes for the first time, like, yeah, man, you're a follower. And that is totally okay. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's, it's a tough job and no one's going to be satisfied ever. But we're back in this weird saloon town hall thing that is not good. The tone is bad. Hold on. Natasha just ruined it for everyone, guys. It's time to start over. Let's hear it for Natasha. Yeah, and like some, you know, people laugh or say, oh my God, and this. And now finally, like the kids go up. Like, I think Miigle's like, hey, I'm Miigle. I'm bored out of my mind. This is horrible. <laughs> and I think they finally get through, but we see like the repeat rounds of the kids going like at least four or five times before they finally make it all the way through. And there was that one kid. I forget. I, I don't know if we ever get his name, but he was kind of, he kept laughing like three times in a row. <laughs> but then i think it was pharaoh who was laughing pharaoh, and yeah, restarting it i mean whatever but markel thank god he was like you guys went about this all wrong that is mm-hmm. what he said and he was correct he's like you guys went about this all wrong this is a game about respect and you're being super disrespectful these kids love talking about respect by the way like i feel like oh, we're <laughs> kids, aretha franklin fans over kid, here. kids are obsessed with respect um and markel's like yeah this was really bad and this didn't go well and i think this was like a huge loss and it was the it didn't feel it was just it should have been shifted there should have been new a new way of going about it it was really er, icky feeling it was it was i mean yeah i I thought there was going to be violence it seemed like they were you know it it just was gave me bad vibes yeah i mean it would have been different if it was like the no talking game and you have to restart if they were actually talking about something to make the town better but it was just a game and it was a frustrating game and nobody fucking cared. Um, so Michael is now like, I'm like now associated with this shitty council who did this shitty mm-hmm. game that nobody liked. And the green team is a really loyal team, as we know from the previous episodes of not being not switching up their dynamic at all or doing anything like that. And hey man, I don't see I don't see black, white, yellow. I just see green. green. Green is by my side. So Michael brings him to the bunk and he is like, I wish I'd said something. I'm really sorry, you guys. I just didn't really. He was just really honest. He's like, I was kind of intimidated and I didn't know what this was going to be. And if I had known it would have been like that, I would have just done it all differently. And Green is like, thank you, Michael. And they're all just in their bunks kind of talking about how Greg and Blaine are bad boys. I can't believe they're on council. 
He's like, I will stand up to them if this happens. But outside the door, Greg and Blaine are eavesdropping on the bunk. Spying. Spying. Bunch of of CIAs out there. Bunch of CIA operatives. And they are listening. And man, they are... Greg and Blaine are drama boys. That's that my note I have written down. They are just living for the drama. They are seeking it out. I'm sure some producers tipped them off that the green team was talking about them and that they should oh, go yeah. over and listen. But they're definitely drama boys. So in that green bunk speech, one of them said something to the effect of like, they'd be more useful if they just sat in the middle of town complimenting people all day. I'm like, who the fuck even says this? Yeah. It was phrase? just like a throwaway comment. Like they're like, eh, they would be better off, you know, pissing up a tree. Right. But like, exactly. They, so, so the boys, they, they, they take that to heart. Yeah. They're and like, also they, Ooh. they wrapped up DK in this drama when I don't feel a lot of it was centered towards DK at all. It was very Greg and Blaine centric. Well, in this next scene, DK, but DK is definitely, really bad. But I think Greg and Blaine went and listened. And then I think, they went to dk and said they're talking michael and the green team is talking shit about how bad we are but i think it was really more about how bad greg yeah and then kind of tangentially like blaine is but 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 i'm not letting dk off i mean no no because in this next the next morning we we see a shot of a a young girl walking down the street in in bonanza city and we hear like (laughs) like hey baby how you doing wait that was a really good whistle i can't whistle at all can you teach me I've, I've been trying to teach you, baby. You just got to purse your lips and blow. I and then try. Tr- and, then, and then try five billion different ways, and then eventually you'll hit upon it. How about this? I've tried to whistle my whole life, and I can't. But I, I'm a heavy breather. Does that count? <laughs> it's the same thing. Thank you. Unless you don't snore. I know. Only when I'm drunk. And I got to be real drunk to snore, honey. I gotta be sleeping with the fishes to snow, baby. It's Bonanza City. It's Deadwood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyways, the boys are in the middle of the street. They're sitting in their chairs. This is DK, Greg, and Blaine. Yes. And they're cat- no Michael. No Michael, because Michael is on the outside right now. And they are catcalling everyone that walks by them and just being bad they have not watched that video of the woman walking around new york city getting her ass because it hasn't existed yet but if they did um they didn't take that message to heart because they are just they they also confuse complimenting with cat calling which is kind of like scary to think about as yeah. well taylor you're looking good today yeah hey, hey natasha how you doing i'm looking good yeah mama Sita, yeah looking nice and hot Hey, Sophie, Keep you're it. looking good today. Oh, yeah, I love those shorts. You wear them every day. Yeah. What, do you, what are you guys doing? I love those pants. And also Greg is like, you know, he's in the local 751 construction crew. So he, <laughs> so he has a lot of experience doing this. So he should know by now yeah. what catcalling is. Yeah. So, you know, they are in the middle with their bunch of chairs. The green team walks over. All Everyone in town is kind of like, what's going on? And they're like, you said we'd be better off complimenting. That's right. We eavesdropped on you. And this is what you did. And I mean, it is bad. I mean, it, this scene is real bad. I mean, basically, the kids are just yelling, respect. No, respect me. You should respect me. They're, they're, they're like a bunch of like UFC fighters facing off at the weigh-in. It's yeah. like that kind of like dumb lug-headed convo. Well, also, this was like peak reality. I think the early aughts and even the late aughts were obsessed with the respect. Like a producer would go over to someone and be like, they're not respecting you right now. Like, I'm, and I think respect has really, that was like a hot button term in terms of reality television. Hey, this is what I always say. 
And I'm the first to say it. Respect is earned. Ooh. Uh, and these kids are 10 years old, so they haven't really earned much of anything. Here's my stance. Respect my authority. <laughs> you know what? I respected Cartman's authority because he, 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 he earned it. Yeah, but I mean, no one's being respectful up in these Bonanza City streets. Um, the council boys are really being bad. And Sophia is like, what is this Nazi regime <laughs> bullshit? Yes, quote Nazi regime. And they cut to some kids like, <gasps> yeah, they are shocked because I mean, she's like, you guys are being total Nazi regimes. Like we can't talk, <laughs> meaning we can't complain about you in privacy without you acting like a fucking asshole yeah which is true they should they were in private talking to michael saying this fucking sucked and they didn't do anything wrong they're horrible leaders they're bad and this is well this was greg's true greg's true colors were showing oh yeah i mean that's the thing is like yes he's 15 yes he's quote yeah i know i am talking about a 15 year old child but (laughs) his true colors were showing (laughs) (laughs) this little bitch Um, and this is why kid nation my ass right now and this is why kid nation didn't get a season two because you sat there as an adult going like wow this kid needs to like go home this kid needs to sit the take all all the seats greg but but it is funny though because we we see like okay they were elected under the auspices of this being like the big kids are in charge you know maybe sophia's not there but for the most part these are like mature older kids Right. At the end of the day, Greg is like pouting in the same way like fucking Taylor did for the first five episodes. Totally. Greg is no better than Taylor. Greg can haul more water and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Which, okay, in a real life Bonanza City, does you make make you more valuable than the person who literally does no work and sleeps all day? Yeah, but in real life Bonanza City, <laughs> there would have been more deaths and duels and rapes uh, and pillages. Like, uh, you know, there's just like... It's just, there would have been more. Anyways. Yeah, but, but wait, but, but one thing I want to bring up that was in a, a beautiful image was out of nowhere during the argument, Mike uh, uh, M- Mike sits down next to the big kid town council members and kind of like he's like their little pet. Yeah. And he's like on their, even though he hates Greg and Blaine, yeah. he's, like their, he's like their little pet. And I know you haven't seen Star Wars, but it reminds me of Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi where he has this little creature named Salacious Crumb, uh, who's this skinny little white bird monster who sits next to him and just goes, he, Greg feel or Greg, Mike feels like a total barnacle right now. Like, <laughs> I think he just sees big boy, you know, what he assumes is big kid dick energy. And he is like, I'm, I'm like, do you guys? Hey, when you're a little kid, BBE, big boy energy is, is king. <laughs> <laughs> because the green team is, is definitely the more like, chill mellow inclusive like it is a good team green is the best team yeah we all know this um so anyways they're all fighting eventually it kind of transitions to michael and all them talking they do come to a truce it was all blown out Mm -hmm. but i mean you're not gonna forget that behavior like that's hard that's a the council violence is in the air the council staged a coup on this first full day of being the council or like the second day it's like yeah it's crazy like they shouldn't they should be mature enough to respectfully hear critiques and because they have the same critiques that's why they ran for council yeah it's exactly like the burning of the the reichstag i mean i'm preaching to the kid nation nation choir but um anyways it's time for the challenge we do get a little teaser that taylor's kind of been shitty again but like who cares like old news yeah i mean we we haven't seen her in three episodes because she's been off the council and now it's like i want to go home because my friend left and it's like she's been snuggling in a blanket with her like two girlfriends what's been new that's been since day one i know she's like taylor congratulations you went 30 days and you've done nothing but have a slumber party but the main thing that they 
hinted at was like, well, Taylor's been bad. And now that we're council, we can choose if we want to withhold money or prizes from people that aren't pulling their weight in Bonanza oh, yeah. City. That was great. And it's like, all right, whatever. So now it's time for the challenge. Yeah. And this challenge is go, go figure all about communication. <laughs> I mean, per usual, this challenge is insane and has way too many steps. But honestly, this was kind of like the bright part of the episode for me. Well, it's like something's happening that's just not like them being freaking dicks to each other. Yeah. I mean, this this, this episode is about pies. And I'm talking about the classic whipped cream pie that you would see from Three Stooges to Nickelodeon game shows to Bonanza City. Yeah, it was cute. Mallory actually has a great moment where she's like, pie. <laughs> <laughs> she's- it's, like, it's like, no, Mallory, this isn't a delicious pie, like an apple pie. It's just whipped cream and yeah. crust. It's just, it's just time to hoist pies. I mean, this challenge is so convoluted, but it wouldn't be a kid nation if it wasn't. So they have to like hoist pies with two sticks and balance the pies. Whoa, whoa, whoa you, you skipped a step. What did I skip? First, they have to hoist the pie in a bucket up to the top. Okay. They have to take the bucket, the pie in a bucket, to the top of the crow's nest. And then they, the crow's nest has to put the pie on two like balancing sticks. And they have to hold... One person's holding one stick. Another person's holding the other stick. And they have to hold the pie up in the air while tight roping on, yeah. on like a ground level plane yeah ground ground level wooden beam but it's still super difficult and like at the end of each stick is basically half of a pie crust you know yeah so so together it forms one like pie shape but they have to juggle they have to take the pies from one tower to another and once they get the pie to the other tower they put the pie down a slide slide. (laughs) and then once they get the pie down the slide they have to wipe off the pie to see the tin and then they see um, communication tools like the phonograph and the radio, and there's like six or seven yes, the, things. The, the, the six of them are television, telephone, phonograph, which Blaine says, what the fuck is that? <laughs> radio, typewriter, and telegraph. And yeah, they have to put them all in correct order of when they were invented. Easy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, doing that right now, looking at that right now, I think we would, us, gr- grown 30-year-old adults would probably put, fuck up at least two Maybe, yeah, it's not easy i mean and then you have to hoist and move and do all this stuff um this challenge is mental there's a lot of screaming going on um i mean blue finishes well green finishes first but they finish in the wrong order and then blue sweeps in real quick and they win so maybe blue knew what a phonograph was i'll tell you that blue knew what a phonograph was greg probably not so much but they still have anjay who kind of knows his shit when it comes to like history and all that so um green finally fixes it so it's blue green and then i mean it's great savannah our little kentucky dinner screaming from the watchtower blaine is scaring me how little he's like phonographs play cds right oh my, i know i mean it's like blaine i know you're kind of like just like a dumb not dumb kid he's just like a goofball he's a bro he's a he's a bro and, and also no fucking 14 year old knows this perfect order but it's like you should at least know that radio wasn't invented in like 1802 but i think we did realize that yellow was doing it in the reverse order because they they did they finished oh, but then yeah. it was like in the order of newest to latest but the years were above the yeah. pie slot so okay take that back blaine you're a fucking dumbass <laughs> <laughs> it was like at first i like, gave the green song was like no wait they're putting the pie slots in the the slot that is written like 1890 or whatever um so they're not doing really good red finishes but they finish wrong also. And then Yellow finally finishes, and then they win. And dude, DK and Mike are 
screaming at each other because oh DK would not listen to Mike, and Mike was right, sadly. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, DK, insult to injury to, have, DK, to lose to Mike. I know, and DK, well, I think he's like a good social leader. Like, I think he brings up good, like, and a lot of these boys are that. Like, they bring up good things, like, when causes are wrong or when this is it. DK was, like, not opening to listening to hear Mike because Mike got it wrong the first time, and then Mike pitched the second order and he's like well you got it wrong the first time it's like oh my god it doesn't work that way just like listen to him yeah you're on the foot he's trying to send you info just fucking listen so they finish so basically blue is back in the upper class green's the merchant y'all are the cooks once again and but but they actually win this time and red is labors all all four finish yeah they finally finish because they haven't won like a group prize in a in a hot hot minute um oh yeah i wrote this down because it had to be said they are pioneers pioneers i don't think they ever use that i know karsh i mean i don't think there was like a ton of writing on this show there was weird story producing and strange game challenges but as far as like real written word they're not well sometimes in like the interview confessionals i think some of jared's things are definitely Someone, someone on the producer team softball pitched him some like things to say. No, Jarrett's just a fucking freak. That's all him. I was thinking, rush the pie and eat it. Oh my god! So the prizes are uh, number one prize: ponies, real life little ponies, four or five of them. So enough for like you know to have a good time. But but of course never close to enough yeah oh also since it's communication the idea is it's their own pony express yeah, which, which is, is like fucking stupid i know it's like these kids aren't but they they're not gonna pony it to a mail station like they just have ponies yeah but they also said oh we can use this to haul water and do labor i mean really uh, and, okay. and if you think about it, hauling water is communication because water is life and we cannot talk without uh water and life true and you know water brings boats which brings messages which brings hopes <laughs> um and then this prize too i hate this prize letters from home yeah oh. like, like they're a bunch of fucking soldiers in world war ii it's like, been 29 days my dearest phillips please know that i haven't yet bedded the handsome carpenter also wait now this makes me think of a plot hole in kid nation I can't remember the kid's name off the top of my head, but remember the kid who got a letter from home with his girlfriend's picture? Oh, yeah. How come he got a letter and then... This is all bullshit. I know. I don't even know why I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to poke holes in like the Kid Nation universe. You're like the that meme of Charlie from... What, oh, it's always sunny doing the red string. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. I'm like, this is the situation where I'm like, why is this happening? Um, so they have letters from home that they could get. And the, well, the, the funny thing is, but before they decide, the town council gets together and they're like, hey, no matter what we do, Taylor can't get the prize. I know. They're like, we're not going to give her her parents' letter either way. So let's see how this goes. And I was like, oh, no, that's bad boy behavior. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was cute because they were asking everyone, like, what do you want? And Mallory's like, the ponies, obviously. <laughs> I mean, the ponies. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, missed opportunity for the ponies. That would have been really fun oh my to God. watch. Seeing Mallory fucking Alex. get uh, Alex on a pony. One of them would have get kicked off the horse though, or get like kicked to the face. Uh, also, these kids are like eight days away from seeing their parents. It's like, I know. You can't go one more week with a that. letter, like really. But Fuck it was supposed. Letter. But again, this was the CBS grandparent moment. It was supposed to show like kids rather would have that family connection than a pony or whatever. You know how many grandparents watch this and were like, you know what? It's been a while since I wrote old Jimmy. <laughs> um, so they're like, ponies are parents. And then Greg does this dumb reveal. He's like, so we we were we're picking the ponies, but actually you can throw those ponies out the window because we're going with the letters. And it was yeah. like, oh, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Psych. Cool. <laughs> you got us. 
cool. Um, so they're passing out the letters. Everyone's like, woo, a letter from home. And they're like, Taylor, we have one letter here. And she walks up and she's all like doe-eyed and is, because Taylor's cute. I mean, she's a little brat, but she's a cute kid. And they're like, Taylor, you have to be promised to be good. And she's like, I will. <laughs> and then they give her the letter and hug. And Greg's that big brother vibe that he loves to be. I promise to sleep in only till 11, 11.30. <laughs> I promise to make fruit salad twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know how much I love fruit salad. So fruit. I, I, I think I, I would keep Taylor in time. Do you know that song by the Wiggles? No. It's pretty simple. It goes like this. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. That's it. Maybe my mom played it in my sleep when I was a child. I think we're a touch too old for the Wiggles. I don't know what the Wiggles are. The Wiggles, they're from like Australia. They're just, they're kind of like the Teletubbies, but de-suited. De- oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like goofy men. I know what they are. Wiggling around. Love uh, them. Love them wigs. Um, so the kids are reading their letters and crying montage. They're all like, mama and this and like just crying. And like when me and Pablo were watching this, we're like, oh my God, someone's going to like find out that they were deployed to Iraq or (laughs) something. And then Greg did it, which was like truly shocking. I know. I should be laughing. I mean, that's, it's fucked up. It's sad. I mean, mean, this was like two years into the Iraq war or no, this was like four years. So I think it was like during the time of the surge. Like this was when U.S. soldiers were like really getting killed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't find it funny, but it, it's, it's only funny in the context that they've been referencing like George W. Bush and the Iraq for like so many episodes. And yeah. now it's like they get some evidence of the outside world. And Greg's like, I just found out from my letter that my cousin is going back to Iraq. And I just want to say I love you if he's watching this. And I'm like, oh, he's uh, I don't even want to say it. So like, it's just like, yeah. it's not like. It, yeah. Instead of taking a shot for the mention of George W. Bush, we, you know. We did a toast, a solemn swig of our drinks. To Greg's cousin, cousin. and to, you know, all the destabilization in the Middle East. They should have had the Kid Nation kids be part of the USO tour and go go to, like, you know, Air Force bases in Afghanistan and Pakistan and let them cheer up the troops. Like, like Jared could have done a Shakespeare. Oh, but... Laurel would sing God Bless America and bring them all the cheers. Yeah, the letter sucked. Um, I guess it's like the moral <laughs> of the story. I don't know. It was just for, again, is the CBS grandparent moment. They're all just sitting in their bunks by candlelight, reading their parent letters. I don't Just for me as a kid, I wouldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love my parents, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I never went to like, you know, camp, like right. month long camp. So I've never even known if that's like something I would like i just think as a child and again i'm an aries moon so you're typically more like your moon sign up until you're into like puberty and identity phase where you grow more into your sun sign mm-hmm. even though i'm very taurine at the end of the day but as an aries moon i think if i was a child there i'd be like you guys we're on tv pick ponies i like, know right <laughs> you know like we're on tv like let's have the block party like it's oh, just it's like I, i've already gone this long without a toothbrush who gives a shit yeah who gives a fucking shit like you're never gonna have a uh, unless you're like colton you're never gonna have a chance to live with ponies at your disposal <laughs> it's true i just like the way and maybe i wouldn't have been cast because i wouldn't care that much about establishing a society i would just be like we should we are kids we should be eating candy at night we should be doing all the bad stuff yeah but I don't know, whatever. That's just me. And I, that's just me. I want it like I want Bad Girls Club, but Bad Kids Club. 
Like there should have been more. Honestly, there should have been more oh, bad kids. Oh my god! You know what we need to do? What you, you need to cut uh, Jared kicking open the jail cell with the bad <gasps> with girls. The bad girls club. meme. Hi, hi, hey, hi, girl. Hey, <laughs> what's oh, up, Melvin? Yeah. Hey. Oh, All right. Well, god. hopefully by the time you are faithful Kid Nation Nation fans listen, the the Jared uh, GIF has. Swept it's already the something. Yeah. We are in the sweet nation. We are, we are. Uh, the kids of the nation. So it's time for the council meeting. Wow, we've already had a council meeting this episode, but because yeah. we're back, this where episode we goes from. fast. I mean, time flies fast when you're terrified of children. I mean, not that much happens besides the boys bitch and have this weird coup in like the middle of the town square. We have the strange game, and then we read these sad letters. It's not that great of an episode. Let's be real, no, and that's no, okay. No. That's fine. It's not you're not going to hit gold and hit oil every time. I mean, honestly, this is the only stinker so far, and in my like, opinion. And it's not like the worst episode in the world. It definitely gives some context to the vibe of Bonanza, and like people aren't really kids aren't really happy right now. It makes me feel bad after I watch it. Yeah. It's like why I, I don't like certain genres of movie. Yeah. Um, so it's council meeting time. And guess what? Everyone's pissed. Can you believe it? I mean, yeah. we've only had like a fucking like uh, emotionally distressing episode <laughs> this whole time. It's been 15 minutes since these kids were yelling at each other. So but, but, but this time the kids are actually have yelling at someone who deserves it, which is Greg. Yeah. Green is like, we are pissed. You spied on us. You suck. You guys threw a hissy fit in the middle of the town. And fuck you guys, basically. And then Greg is defensive as all fuck. It, I'm sorry. If you're a leader, this is the same shit I have uh, with, with Biden. Like when anyone comes up and is like, hey, like you did this. He's like, bah, bah, bah. and it's like, dude, just go. I hear you and I see you. That's like all you need to do as a politician. Well, he, he says that, but then he says malarkey. And it throws it all off. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we, we're back to stage one. Hey, like, you voted to, like, bust up unions. And he's like, oh, string bing, nah, casserole. <laughs> and you're like, no. but It's all malarkey, I'm telling you. So Greg's defensive as shit. Greg is like, I'm not, you know, oh, well, I'm this and I'm the and I'm Greg. And then Greg's like, who wants me to go home? And that is such, like, toxic, abusive behavior. He's like, I'll just leave. <laughs> Raise your hand if you want me to go home. And everyone's like, Greg no one raised their hand honestly we i would have raised my hand i'd be like fucking go home dude they're like greg we like you we want you to be your best self greg and when you're not your best self you're very hurtful greg so um you, you know work on yourself if you if you don't mind and then karsh is like what do you say greg are you willing to change and he and greg gives the worst answer again he's like you know i see why they're right and i see why i'm right so yeah i'll stay and it's like wait what that's not the point yeah it's like when someone says i'm sorry if you got offended I hate, I'm sorry if you got offended. Because I did get offended, bitch. You should just be sorry. You don't have to explain you're sorry. There should never be just or ifs or whatever. So anyways, he's staying. Everyone kind of mellows out eventually. But the vibe's not great. And, God, did we even see them nominate Gold Star people? Because I guess this council didn't do that. Well, no. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't do that. That's not part of their plan. Their plan is, you know, sitting in the middle of this town square and yelling at women. Right. But... I mean, so the gold star ends up going to Laurel, which is like, huh? And, and, and like you said, there was no nomination because there really wasn't any kid to nominate this week. No yeah. one stood out as like helping the town, being nice to the fellow town members. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like like almost in the midst of this pandemic or quarantine, getting like the employee of the month. It's like, well, it's not a normal work <laughs> month, you know, like this wasn't a normal. Yeah. And also Laurel just lost her position of power 
and was after being not so great about it, she gets twenty thousand dollars. Did these know, did these kids even read the journal? That's a good question. I don't think they did because I don't have it in my notes. I don't have it in my notes either. They must have not read the journal. Did they just like choose to not? Or was there a was there a, a, a quick journal before they did that whole? Hey guys, we should that the four town council members were like, hey guys, we should uh, no, have a town meeting. No, right? I don't think they read the journal. I have it in front of me. I'll just skim through it. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right. They don't. That's why I think this was all weird because like, I don't think the council had anything to like do. Maybe they just didn't story produce this in time. And so they just kind of threw this new council in and then they're like, fuck, well, we have the, we have the pies ready today. So I guess we should just <laughs> go into production. Yeah, they forgot. They were like, wait, we were supposed to write an episode Right, because I'm pretty positive they did not read a journal, and it just, it felt, I mean, and they didn't nominate any, there was no gold star discussion before council, because council was such a mess, it's like, do we even have a government anymore? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit like uh, what we got right now. I mean, it is kind of tracking weirdly along with, like, what's been going on, and it's it's not, it's a little unsettling, to say the the least. But at least we have... One silver lining, or should I say gold lining? Because when Laurel gets a gold yes, star, it gold means we star. get the final, a gold star. We get to finally meet my. Laurel's parents, Armando and Andover, Massachusetts. Oh my or god! Or Boston, Massachusetts, Harvard Square. Yeah, it was worth it. And again, Laurel's a good kid. Did she deserve the star this episode? No. Hell no. Did any kid deserve the star this episode? We'll talk about it in Jared, just a moment. Jared, because I always give him a gold star. Um, so Laurel calls home and she's like, ma, ma. I mean, this was like some Oscar award winning Boston ass. We had this thing. It's called the gold star and it's worth $20,000. Well, I kind of won this time. You won $20,000? Are you kidding me? I got $20,000, ma. Oh my God. It's a Bonanza City money. Like cash, not Monopoly money. We'll have to call them all. I've, I've never seen Angela's ashes, but I assume this was a lot like Ma, it. I won a gold star, Ma. I won. They, they picked me. Everybody, they picked me. And her mom's like, what? Laurel? I know. Like, We're going to have to go shopping. I've, I've never <laughs> heard a conversation between two people that was just pure vowels. It was ah. great. I mean, Laurel's mom was everything I wished and hoped for and more. So that was that was fun. I love Laurel's Boston-y, Massachusetts-y phone call. Go Pats. Go Pats. Ugh, I hate. Uh, so anyways, the end credits is them running around with umbrellas. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it truly was like a disjointed, psychotic, chaotic episode. Yeah, not, not, not a fan. It wasn't great. And I really do think now realizing that that journal... Def- it definitely didn't happen. We one of us would have wrote it down if they'd done the journal. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I just skimmed through the episode and there's no there's no journal. So I I do think this episode is real slap happy. It's very unsettling. It's not great, but I'm inst- I'm intrigued to see where we go next because we're almost at the end. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. Up uh, up next is Kid Nation episode eleven out of thirteen. Yeah, so we're we're and, we're rounding home. They're on almost their thirtieth day, so only like a little more than a week to go. And, and these are the, the names of the next three episodes oh shit so next i mean and we need some fun we need some levity episode 11 is just like the recess part oh so we got recess these yeah kids have, i mean these kids are living in recess episode 12 is where's bonanza dude <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay i, I, I don't remember fun. that happening and episode 13 the conclusion we've all decided to go mad oh my i mean you can kind of tell it's going that route so um i guess gold going back to the gold star who would oh, yeah. be your gold star winner for this week's app? Um, I guess I would give it to Markel because he had like, because, well, 
Michael did have a good episode. He's a town council member, so we shouldn't give him a star. But Markel was the only one who had the balls to be like, yo, you guys fucked up. Yeah. This sucks. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. I love Markel. I think he also should get the gold star. I didn't even think of him when you mentioned it because I was like, who deserves it? I don't know. This episode is kind of trashy. <laughs> um, but Markel, first of all, best dressed. Always. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Markel was awesome as the MC of the, the talent, talent show. show. <laughs> yeah. And Markel's just a good kid. And the way he brought it up was very chill. Like he was like, this was wrong. You guys are idiots. Yeah. And I appreciated his honesty. Um, and also Markel was really cool during the negotiations of Nathan from the previous episode mm-hmm. as well. When they're like, what do you guys, you just hate Nathan? Well, he's like, we don't, he doesn't want to be here. And he, Nathan's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I agree. Markel's like, Markel's a top kid for me top in general. Kid. He's a top kid, but that's it. We're chugging along. We'll see if any kids die of dysentery anytime soon or from natural yeah. causes. Or just right diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. So... We'll be back here in the Kid Nation Nation once again. Howdy. Howdy, bye.